Hey, what's up? My name is Jason. I'm the pastor of Church in the Wild. Thank you for joining us in the wild, where we have sermons, conversations, interests, all the things that make us who we are. Thanks for jumping on here. You matter. Hey, uh, this is a brand new thing we're doing at Church in the Wild. It's called Wild Man, and it's a, it's a weekly look at being a man in today's world and, and what that means. And truthfully, if we, if we live by the way the Bible wants us to live as men, uh, we will appear wild to the world. And so I'm, I'm really excited to begin this, and I'm actually um, picking a passage about marriage. And if you're not married and you're like, well, um, I, I, what does this have to do with me? I promise you this passage... Um, applies to you as well. So look at 1 Peter, and I advise you, I have a, um, a study Bible. I love this thing. I just write my notes in it. Um, so I just kind of put my thoughts in there as I go. I really strongly advise you to do that. But look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Likewise, husbands, love your wives in an understanding way. All right? This word understanding means um, regarding to knowledge. It means to understand or know your spouse. Um, it means to get to know them. It means to ask, um, ask questions and seek out their wisdom and seek out and get to understand your spouse better. And a lot of times, unfortunately, what men will do is they'll be very interested and get to know a girl until they marry her. And then from then on, well, we're already married. What do I have to worry about? That's not the biblical way. He specifically says husbands for a reason. We as men should be seeking to better understand and gain better knowledge of our spouse or our future spouse. Or if you're single and are not ready to mingle, um, of your, your mom your siblings, your friends, the people around you, getting to understand and know them. Now, how do you do this? Well, uh, you can, first of all, go on dates with your spouse or your future spouse. Um, you can talk to them. You know it's okay to talk about more than Chevy trucks and football. Uh, I, like, I like both. I'm more of a Ford Bronco and Jeep Wrangler type of a guy, but I like both. Um, but our dialogue should not be limited to beer, Broncos, and, and uh, some kind of football. Like, we ought to be able to um, know and talk and have discussions with women. We ought to be able to speak to them and have full conversations with, to with them. Sometimes that means you got to get up off your phone. But men, that's what we ought to be doing. Another way you can get to know is ask. Ask them. Hey. What do you think about this is a great question, men. Hey, how do you feel about this? Great question. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, before I buy this boat, what do you think? Get to know your spouse. Get to know the women in your life. Seek them out. Then, number two, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. This is not an insult to women, um, but currently we have WNBA and we have NBA. Why? Because LeBron James can throw a 300-pound man halfway across the court, so he's going to also toss a, a, a lighter woman all the way across the court, right? Men are just physically stronger. It's not an insult. It doesn't mean that they're emotionally weaker. It doesn't mean they're spiritually weaker. In fact, most women are spiritually stronger. 
um, and emotionally stronger. It doesn't mean anything bad against women to say that men, we ought to honor them and we ought to protect them. We ought to be as men, people who protect women. That should be an automatic thing. We ought to be protecting them, both from attacks that are, you know, verbal. Oh, my wife, you know, you know, people complain about their wife. We ought to be husbands who are like, no, my wife is a boss. Like, if you ever read Proverbs 31, that woman is a boss. And my wife is a Proverbs 31 woman. She's a boss. We ought to be protecting, defending our spouse. We also ought to be physically protecting them. That means we need to be able to do that. So man up. All right. I'm tired of this. Like we as men need to be men. We need to be able to protect and defend. Sorry. Number three. Heirs. It goes, it says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. The, the grace of life is actually found in 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 4 and 5. It says this, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Men, you are married to a queen. So treat your wife like a queen. However you would treat a queen is how you should treat your spouse. However you would treat a queen is how you should treat your mom. This is preaching to myself. I often forget about this, but they are heirs of a heavenly inheritance. That means they are, they are queens. So we need to treat them that way. Open doors for them. Hold their hand. Carry things for them. Treat them as if, as if they are a queen because in God's eyes they are. And then lastly, husbands, love, live with your wives in an understanding way. Get to know them. Showing honor to the women as the weaker vessel. Protect them since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. They are a queen. Remember that. So that your prayers may not be hindered. The way we show love to our spouse is important. If we are selfish and we ask in our prayers for selfish things or... We ask for selfish things constantly in our relationship. I'm not going to treat you well, but you better treat me right. The Bible says that that hinders our prayers. Well, it could mean a couple of different things. Uh, there's, there's theories that it means that when we ask, um, if, if we treat our spouse selfishly and then we ask God for things, he hinders those prayers. It could mean that there is sin that hinders our prayers. So selfishness is a sin. And selfishness hinders our prayer to God. That, that could mean that as well. And it could mean that by not praying with them, we hinder our own prayer life because where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So it could mean that simply by not praying with your spouse, you're weakening your prayer life. So let me encourage you, pray with your spouse. Pray for your spouse and pray with your spouse. Lead your family. Preaching to myself, lead your family. Be the leader. That's not a bad thing. Culture tells you that's bad. The Bible says that's good. Be the leader. Date. Protect. Remember that they're a queen. And pray with them. And lead them in prayer. That is a wild man. That's a man who's wild. One who is um, having a wild life. That's our goal for you. That's my prayer for you. I love you. You matter. Thanks for taking time to check this out.